0: What's up, everybody? Matt Wyatt here. It's football season. Man, look, it was 63 degrees this morning on my back porch here in Tupelo, Mississippi. And I know it's going to heat up again next week, but if that doesn't get you fired up for football, knowing that we're a couple days away from it, I'm not really sure what will. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through the Mississippi State, uh, I guess you call it depth chart. I don't think depth charts are all that important. I think a lot of coaches actually back up that sentiment. Most positions are going to rotate guys in and out, that sort of thing. But it does give an indication of the guys who are going to take snaps for you throughout the year. So in that way, we can all admit that it is important. And so position by position, we're going to go over it together. And maybe it helps me, maybe it helps you too if you listen. As we roll in there to Davis Wade on Saturday, I uh, feel a little bit more uh, like we have a little bit more of a, of a grasp of kind of what this team is. When you go over states – makeup of its players, positionally, age groups, that sort of thing. You can't help but come away from it going, number one, it's a very experienced team, very veteran team, and should be a very good team, which those things, and I know it's looking at paper and kind of projecting, but it's also based on what these groups of players have done. And, you know, it almost is hard to figure out why it, that doesn't necessarily match up with all the noise on the outside media that don't even really want to talk about this team in the preseason. Just put them at the bottom and move on. So let's take a look at it ourselves. All right, let's start off looking at the offensive line group, the most important position group on the entire football team, in my opinion and in the opinion of others as well. And this is a really veteran group. So if you look at offensive line Mississippi State, bunch of old guys, right? Yeah, they're making a transition from air raid into, you know, tighter splits, more uh typical type of spread and zone type of offense. But I think that's a little bit of an easier transition from the air raid to this than from this to the air raid was a few years ago. But uh, I think that's been covered. So let's look at this position group. Uh what came out on the depth chart. Left tackle, you got Dollar Bill Johnson Grad senior. His backup is a fourth-year player. Percy Lewis hadn't played a ton, but big-time prospect and does have a lot of eligibility left, even though he is a fourth-year player listed as a senior. Uh, Left guard, uh, fourth-year player Nick Jones has played a bunch for you. Guard, tackle, he's played it all. Got a lot of confidence in Nick Jones. His backup is uh, sophomore Albert Reese, uh, who he's played a lot of football for you too. At center, really important player, I believe, for this offense. Cole Smith, 6'3", 305. Grad senior, his backup is sophomore, Cannon Boone. At guard, right guard, you got Stephen Lasoya. Redshirt senior, played a bunch for you. Uh, A couple of juniors are his backups. And at right tackle, Cameron Jones, grad senior. And they've got Leon Bell listed as his backup, 6'8", 325, a junior. So when you look at those five spots, what jumps out at you? Number one. It is old guys. Left tackle, grad senior. Left guard, senior. Center, grad senior, Cole Smith. Right tackle, red shirt senior, fifth year player. Uh, right guard, I'm sorry. Right tackle, Cam Jones, grad senior. So, if these guys are healthy, your starting five are grad senior, six year player. Senior, fourth year player. Grad senior, sixth year player. Red shirt senior, fifth year player. And grad senior sixth year player, the youngest in your starting offensive line are fourth year seniors. And then when you look at your depth, again a lot of older guys in there because of transfers and elsewhere. Um, so I believe, especially if you keep Cole Smith healthy in the middle and he's able to be your center throughout the year, he's uh, you know he's good snaps, you don't have snap issues, and just that kind of player. They are good their offensive line is good now let's move on to skill positions kind of as a whole on the offensive side if you start with quarterback this is one that's pretty well documented for me uh, and for everybody else probably doesn't require as much time as the others I mean it's Will Rogers and then everybody else and State's really fortunate to have an older guy a fourth year player in Mike Wright who's played games in the SEC he is an SEC caliber athlete, no question. Six four, you know, maybe weighs two hundred pounds, but he can absolutely fly. He started games, completed passes. He's not the passer and thrower that Will is, but Will's not the runner that Mike is. And so you got some options there. But to me, also, he seems to be a really good teammate. And a little bit of just a little bit of practice that I've observed, you know, he just seems to be an energy guy and and takes it seriously and leads his unit and. So it seems to be a good fit. And Will, to me, I mean, he even, Will looks a little older. You know, the way he carries himself like a pro. Uh, he's, at, he's, in terms of makeup, Will is exactly what you want at quarterback position. I know I'm not saying anything. People don't really already know. And the numbers are certainly there. The passing numbers, because of the air raid offense, it is looked at as a product of the system. But there's some things about Will Rogers that people don't bring up enough. And one to me is, you know, he was the only freshman to ever play for Mike Leach. And I know some of that was necessity that 2020 COVID year, but he was a true freshman straight out of high school. He missed early in the year. He was sick, comes back. Uh, Costello began to turn the ball over. They go to Will and he never blinked. True freshman in that situation. Um, And the completion percentage. You know, a lot of guys played for Leach over the years and none of them quite had the kind of completion percentage that Will carried throughout, and so he does some things. He's naturally accurate, really, you know, excellent competitor, and I think he's in for a big year. Body's starting to fill out a little bit. Maybe seems almost physically a little bit of a late bloomer in some ways. He's bigger than people give him credit for, and he's listed at 6'2", 215, and I would tell you that he's every bit of that. I think Will might even be, like, the number one um on the list of guys you have to keep healthy. You know, the other guys don't throw the ball like Will does. They're really not in his ballpark, in my opinion. Now, what you ask them to do can can shape and change how the offense runs based on their abilities, and that's with any offense. But, you know, Will's ability to throw the ball gives them options in this offense that I would think, from a play-caller perspective, is kind of a dream come true. Uh, because they're going to be able to run the ball with this offensive line and running backs group. All right, and so running backs, this – again, I'm not trying to blow smoke, but I'm telling you this is an excellent running backs group. And, like, anybody who's going to practice would tell you, like, you could look at the group and go, man, it might be the best overall throughout the entire room – position group on the entire football team. you got Greg Knox over there, who's a coach, who he knows what it's supposed to look like. He knows what it's supposed to look like here and in this stadium. And with Woody Marks at the front of that group, again, senior. Okay, so we back up. All seniors start on the offensive line. Your first and second guys are fourth-year seniors at quarterback. And now you got a fourth-year senior who's your starting running back as well. Woody Marks, who's um, a big-time player, going to get a chance to show that fully healthy. Um, Simeon Price, uh, the freshman Seth Davis. You also have uh, Lee, the transfer in there from Penn State, who's a big guy. It is a really deep, really good running back group. They, paired with that offensive line, they're going to be able to run the ball. And when you, when you do, it's going to give Will Rogers and that accuracy a chance to hit some, some plays down the field. So who are you going to throw it to? You got three starting receiver spots and a tight end listed on the depth chart, right? So here's what you have outside, singled up at the X. Uh, the big guy, Justin Robinson, the MVP of the bowl game, former Georgia transfer, biggest, tallest receiver you have, 6'4, 220, redshirt junior, a lot of eligibility left. And then you got Roberson, uh, the transfer in there on the X side as well, who's a fifth year player, has played a lot of football, just not here. So he is a transfer. Uh, and he's at 6'2". So out at X, you get a 6'4 and a 6'2". You keep those guys healthy. you got some size out there. Uh, in the slot, Tulu, fourth-year senior, starting at uh, that spot for you. And then a freshman, Whittemore, and then also Antonio Harmon. Two young guys, Harmon a sophomore, Whittemore a freshman. Two really different types of players listed in that slot. So if you look at it, what you've got is different players with a different kind of makeup. Frankly, I mean Tulu. It's you got to have him on the field. Like the only reason he's not out there is if he's tired from he just you know return one for 80 yards, right? Otherwise, you got to have him on the field a lot. But when he gets a spell in that slot position, you got a really quick, fast guy, Whittemore, who's a playmaker as a freshman. There's a reason as a true freshman you you make it into the getting snaps realm on the football team and then harman who's six foot three 215 has taken tight end snaps they've moved him all over the place he's a depending on who you're playing against he can really be a nightmare of a matchup d- d- depending on where you put him i mean it's a it's a tool in the toolbox that again as an offensive play caller you'd you'd love to have that a six 215 guy who's physical enough maybe every now and then be on a you know, If you add him to slot, motion him in, use him in a blocking scheme every now and then, but also make it look like he's going to block, slip him out of there, you throw him stuff and he runs and catches like a receiver. I think he's a real weapon. And then at Z, on the tight end side, Xavion, uh, who is just electric. He's like a, he's like a Tulu, you, you got to get him the ball somehow. And then Wally and Mosley. Wally's a senior, Mosley a sophomore, but those guys have played some football for you, especially Wally. So when you look at those names, there's a lot of experience. And outside of, I guess Harmon had a catch or two last year, so he's really unexper- inexperienced and so is Whittemore. But outside of that, you got a bunch of guys who've played for you, uh, and, and a lot. And, you know, Justin Robinson, Tulu, Wally, and uh, those guys uh, are going to kind of have a chance to carry you. I, so if you keep everybody healthy, you got a chance, you know, there to I, I think be good. Um, and then the tight end group, we know what that is. It's transfers. One from Georgia, one from TCU via Mississippi State. Spivey's been here before. Left out when the air raid came in. He's back now. You can kind of tell he wanted to be here. Uh, but those are. I know they're transfers and first-year players, and they weren't here and able to practice in the spring, and that—that that is something to account for. But depending on how you use that tight end position, you got two guys that are grad seniors. I mean, they're six-year players. They've been around forever. And a six-year guy is going to make a transition like this a lot quicker and a lot better than a young guy. So, again, just you look at offense as a whole, I know they're making a transition to a new scheme. I know there's a curve there for any team that goes through that. But you are loaded down with seniors, redshirt seniors, and loaded down with grad seniors on the offensive side. Let alone you have a prolific, record-setting quarterback back for his fourth year starting for you. Not third, but this will be his fourth year to start a bunch of games for you. You normally don't get to even see that in college football. Let's look at defense and this is one, again, where I think people outside of Starkville and outside of you know our folks here in Mississippi, those of us who follow the team and kind of know what it's about, aren't giving them enough credit for, one, continuity on that side of the ball and coaching staff, therefore scheme, but all the players and production coming back. So let's get into it. If you look at the defensive front, these are guys who have been really productive in their career so far, and, again, You're loaded down with seniors on the defensive side and in the defensive front. So over there at the end, your pass rusher positions, you got a senior and grad senior at one and two. And, okay, there are three guys listed on a depth chart that came out. Obviously listed as your starter is a Demonte Russell, 6'4", 280 senior, backup Jordan Davis, grad senior, 6'4", 225, whose career was interrupted by the knee injury preseason, I guess. You know, a couple years ago, came back, played last year, wasn't quite as effective as he was pre-injury, but he's good to go this year. And then there's another, a third on the depth chart, who is a sophomore, Deontay Anderson. But if you follow the team at all, you know that he may be the most talented in the whole pass-rushing group, and there have been times in the preseason, again, it's preseason, playing your own team, but he's really flashed and gotten in the backfield and caused a lot of disruption, and people, coaches, really high on him. So you feel good about the guys listed coming off the edge, and you really feel good about the veteran presence there, guys who've played forever at the college level in Russell and uh, in Davis. So then you go to nose, who's over the football over the center. Well, Pickering, listed in there as your center, played a bunch of football for you, has made a lot of plays. Everybody's been waiting for him to kind of take the next step, was a very, very highly recruited kid. Here he is in his senior year listed uh, as a senior, 6'4", 305. So it doesn't have to be his final year of eligibility because of COVID, but it could be, just depending on how it goes for him. But again, you know, a senior listed as a starter. His backup, uh, Dinkins, a redshirt freshman who may be one of the most talented defensive linemen on your team. It's just he hadn't had a chance to really get going yet. Last year was just his first year in college. He's a super strong guy in the weight room. His upside is through the roof. Uh, 6'2, 305, and then at that sort of three technique, the off tackle in a three-man front is Jaden Crumity, leader of your team. Uh, faced an injury last year, you, you were not the same without him. He comes back, he proved that he was he was outstanding when he came back uh, from the injury. And if you can keep him healthy, 6'3, 305, grad senior starting for you right there, and his backup Trevion Williams is a big-time player, red-shirt freshman. Six four two ninety five. 295. So, you know, again, hand down positions <clears throat> defensive front, two backups listed are both redshirt freshmen and Dinkins and Williams, and they may be the two most talented that you have. And maybe the highest upside a long term, it's just that they are behind grad seniors, you know, Pickering and Cromedy, who've been here forever. So when you look at your defensive front, just look at that, look at the depth chart that comes out. You got three positions. Okay, and you got seven players listed for those three positions and you're two deep. And four of the seven are seniors, grad seniors. They're veteran and they've played a lot and have made a lot of plays for you. Then you switch it over to linebacker. And this is kind of like quarterbacks. Like, what else are you gonna say? We we it's a given. We all know what this is. I think the linebacker group would rival the running back group as the best position group on a team. And you got three linebacker spots listed. Sam, Mike, Will, so typical, three. You know, middle, weak side, strong side. Depend- and those are just names depending on how they line them up and move them around. In the middle, Bookie Watson, grad senior. Uh, top two leading tackler in the SEC coming back. Uh, six-year player. Leader of your defense. Permanent captain. All these things. I know he had an off-season little blip there, but he's okay. He's good to go. Leader of your team, six-two-two-four-five. <clears throat> Great player, difference maker at Mike linebacker. We know that. Beside him at the weak spot, will spot Jet Johnson, leading tackler, returning in the SEC. Grad senior, six-year player, difference maker, as consistent as they come. There they are. The top two returning tacklers in all of the SEC, one and two, on the same team at the same position. I don't care who puts them on what preseason team or whatnot, who they compared to. That's two really good football players. And then over at Sam, he's replacing Tyrus Weed off last year's team, is Deshaun Page. Well, he's moving into his you know fourth year out of high school, so he's a fourth-year senior we saw him flash in the spring. He played well last year at times. He throws himself around. He's very physical, so he kind of got banged up, 6'2", 235, but he has flashed at times. He is a really good football player, and he's on that spot, in that spot with other guys who are going to rotate, and J.P. Purvis, who's made a bunch of plays for you, who is also a senior, and then, again, who may be the most talented in the whole bunch is John Lewis, uh, the sophomore, 6'3", 240, and John is has been hurt. But when he's been healthy, he does some things, and you go, good night, who is 37? And anybody will tell you. You know, when his motor is revving and he's healthy, he's a very good football player. Uh, Your other backups in your linebacker core, in the middle, you got Nick Mitchell, who's just a sophomore, 6'2", 230, thought he played well in the spring. You know, you see what translates to fall, you just have to see. And then Tillman, a freshman. Is in the mix there. So behind those first four, which would be uh, Bookie, Jet, Page, and Purvis, all those guys are seniors. Seniors, grad seniors. Your first four at linebacker. You got three spots. Those first four, and then behind that, you got sophomores and freshmen. Um, so yeah, I mean it's a little bit top heavy. But if you, again, you keep them healthy. It's. I'm just telling you. You keep them healthy. It's one of the better linebacker groups in the Southeastern Conference, and that's at the top of college football. And So then you go to the secondary. At corner, um, obviously, DCam, DeCamry Richardson, is uh, very important to this football team. He's a fourth-year player, tall corner, 6'2", 195, most experienced guy out there, probably your best player at corner. So keeping him healthy is really important. And he's going to be backed up by a really exciting freshman in Bryce Pollock, who was listed on the depth chart, had a really good fall. They really like him, 6'1", 190 freshman. At the other corner, it's Furge. and uh, Asias Furge, grad senior, six-year player, has played in a ton of games for you, was always on a depth chart just right behind a high first-round pick in Emmanuel Forbes, who went last year, and Decam, who's another tall corner, who's going to play in the NFL real soon. So this is Ferg's chance to get out there and be that consistent every-down player at corner and uh, has had a good camp. But you're going to see DeCarlos Nicholson, who's a fourth-year player, old guy, listed as a senior, who's 6'3", 195, really tall corner, really physical um, when the ball is in the air. And, yeah, so, I mean, at corner, there's a little bit of an unproven nature. But as long as DeCameron Richardson is healthy and on that one side – You feel like you can figure the other side out once you get into the year. And at safety, there's turnover there um, at one of those, certainly one of those safety spots uh, with uh, Colin Duncan moving on. But Sean Preston is back. So here's another example of a position where the top guy in your depth chart is a sixth-year grad senior, and Sean Preston has played a ton of football for you. okay, And his backup is listed as Isaac Smith, the freshman out of Itawamba, six feet 205, who nobody can stop talking about him. And for a guy like that, it's just a matter of getting game reps, and that's going to start, you know, uh, probably this weekend. At, at another one of those, uh, you know, I guess like a strong safety type spot, you got strong safety, dog safety. I don't know exactly what their terminology is in the huddle. You've got Marcus Banks, who is a converted corner transfer from Alabama. He's not the biggest, but he is a senior. Uh, Six feet, 190. He's played a lot of football. And then Corey Ellington, who's another really tall player back there in 6'3", 200, upperclassman and a junior. And then sort of that, you know, what looks like that hybrid safety position or, you know, kind of moving them around. Hunter Washington is listed as a starter. He's the transfer from Florida State. 5'11, 190, redshirt sophomore, probably the youngest, one of the youngest guys in all your starting lineup on the whole team is a redshirt sophomore who's a third year player uh, out of high school. Also in that mix, Kobe Albert, the kid who transferred in out of Kentucky, who to me was really physical in the spring. Um, you know, I know that that's not the only thing. It's kind of like people focusing on the arm strength of a quarterback, it's not the only thing flying around hitting not the only thing to play in safety obviously but he was very much very active and and Chris Keys, a redshirt junior in there listed as a guy who could get snaps for as well. So all in all defensive front I believe is very good. I know they're veteran. Linebacker group is very good and very much veteran. And in the is where you got some new faces, you're going to have one new starting corner trying to uh replace some of the production lost by Emmanuel Forbes. You're going to need Cameron Richardson to stay healthy and step up on the other side. And then you're breaking in some new players. Pollock in the secondary, Isaac Smith uh, in the secondary, a transfer like Jacoby Albert in the secondary. But um, overall, it's a very, very veteran defense uh, there as well. Now, in special teams too, uh, we'll see. you got some first-year players in the mix right there. But this is what I do know. Um, they were very good in the spring I I feel confident in saying uh, state has excellent punters and Crimmins one of the kids he's from uh, Australia they punted the ball very well in the spring lots of hang time turned it over and very consistent just did it over and over again and they've continued that in the fall state's got a punter (laughs) and uh in terms of kicking extra points and field goals, you know, we'll see how that works out um, as you get into the weekend. But again, they've been consistent. And just because they're first year players doesn't mean they can't do it. They've charted out the best, so they're going to put them on the field. And we'll see how it goes in pressure situations as part of it. You come to uh, the SEC, uh, you know, they're going to at some point put you out there in front of screaming, yelling fans and cowbells and all that. You got to do your job regardless. So as we wrap this up, this is what I'll say. Um, 27 seniors seniors, redshirt seniors, grad seniors listed in your 2D depth chart. 27 of them. Uh, 11 of the 27 are grad seniors, 6-year players. Everybody has looked at that and gone, well, that means next year we won't have anybody. But not really, because with COVID eligibility, 2020 didn't count against anyone's eligibility, so that means Uh, any fourth- or fifth-year player, well, any fourth-year player and many, many of your fifth-year players have another year to come back if they choose to do so. And a lot of these guys will have that opportunity. So you're not going to lose all 27 to graduation or elsewhere. And the transfer portal being wide open the way it is and NIL being the way that it is, teams are able to fill roster spots quicker than they used to if someone does leave you need a veteran presence or you know you're short on a position group it's easier to fill roster spots and being in the sec helps because everybody wants to play in this league so you know i don't i don't look at it as something where next year is going to be oh goodness i just look at it as here you are first year head coach zach arnett first year offensive staff so loaded down with veterans is such a blessing for kevin barbet and people don't give this team coming into the year credit enough for the fact that this was a very good defense at times the offense was inconsistent in the air raid and it was a defense carrying the football team we know that and the entire defensive staff back including the head coach you know who was your d coordinator he's there. entire defensive staff back only one change was at safety coach position but that was a guy who had been coaching safeties from from a grad spot anyway you know that that's why he got that job and scheme is the same. It's all familiarity and working it back in there. I uh, I realized and have wondered leading up to the start of this year if I'm just being a homer by looking at it going, no, this has got a chance to be a really good year. But I don't think so. Even though my thoughts on it differ so much, apparently, so drastically apparently from a lot of the media who has looked at this and they pick them last in the West. And they don't put their players on You know, preseason lists and all these kind of things. You know, I look at it, I'm more than glass half full on this football team. It is veteran, 27 seniors, 11 grad seniors, veteran in your depth chart, um, continuity on defense, everybody back, coaches back, everything. The only transition is offense, and it's not as hard to transition schematically as what they went through in 2020. You're making it with veteran players all across the field, including at quarterback. You have eight home games this year and an easier schedule than you had last year, on paper anyway, uh, on, with a team that won nine games last year. So I'm very positive on this football team, and a lot of these players are obviously the reason why. Hope you enjoyed that talking through a bit of a preview. Got something for you again tomorrow as we'll look at the opponent and get ready for Saturday. Thanks for watching this. I'm Matt Wyatt here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. See it right there? Farm Bureau, go with the home team.